Welcome to Liberty Monks Podcast. James Mundy here with Brother Mike Mundy. How's it going tonight, Brother Mike? You know me. If there's a party, I am there. <laughs> this is a party. We have a we have a we have a fun conversation to have tonight. Uh, and intellectual I'm very, fun. Intellectual fun. There you go. Um, well, I'm doing great too, and it's always. It's always, I'll tell you what, man, it's always a great opportunity to talk to people who are trying to make a difference in the world right now. And I feel like we're very blessed that we just always seem to find people that are putting themselves out there and are not afraid to stand up for, you know, the perspectives that continue to get censored, continue to get ridiculed. Um, we know this is going on. This is no secret now. It's been going on for three years and actually it's been going on for decades and decades, but we didn't know it. But um, but we have a great opportunity to talk to somebody who's actually authored a book about the vaccines, and we're we're going to bring her in here momentarily, and hopefully we can shed some light on um, the truth around what's really going on with the COVID nineteen vaccines. And I know a lot of people have gotten them, a lot of people haven't. Uh, regardless of your status with this, I think it's important to just hear people's perspectives that have done countless hours of research on the subject and there's a lot of people out there and you got you guys have heard you know a lot of the doctors and scientists and people that have come on and talked talked about some of the things that you're just not hearing in the mainstream media thing we got to remember folks is that the mainstream media is in many ways bought and paid for by the big corporations and big pharma is no exception to that so when you're you don't bite the mouth that feeds you or, or the, yeah is that the right word you know that's <laughs> not the right term but you don't, you don't bite the hand that feeds you is, is the better way to put it there. Um, and so, you know, you're not going to get the truth out of the mainstream sources, which is why a lot of people are turning to alternative, right, Mike? Um, yes, which sir. is, you know, which is why, the, you know, our listeners have grown exponentially, especially over the last like year, just simply because I think people are now starting to finally realize that, hey, this is maybe not adding up. So uh, before we before we get started, um, I want to just point out that this episode of Liberty Monks podcast is brought to you by Graith Care. And by now, if you're a regular listener, you know what Graith Care is. But for those of you who might be new, um, if you go to graithcare.com, G-R-A-I-T-H-C-A-R-E.com, folks, check them out because what they do there is actually pretty exceptional. And whatever medical condition you might be dealing with, whether it's long haul COVID, whether it's something completely unrelated to, to COVID-19. If it's just something that you've been dealing with chronically for a long time or something that might be new, you know, there's a lot of people that deal with medical conditions and they don't really know what to do. They go to the doctor and, you know, again, I think most doctors are trying to do their best, but a lot of the information that you get and a lot of even with the information and tr uh, the, the education that they get is very compartmentalized, especially if they specialize. So again, I think they're trying to do their best, but at the same time, a lot of the information is compartmentalized. And I think that's true for just about everything that we see out there. And so instead of just looking at individual symptoms and trying to treat symptoms, Graith Care tries to coordinate care through advocacy to try to figure out what is the root cause of what's actually making you sick. And so whatever it is, I don't care if it's you know, arthritis or, or some other chronic illness that you're dealing with or acute thing that you're dealing with, Having an advocate that can actually go and try to line up and quarterback the things that you're dealing with is invaluable, especially, I think, in today's day and age, as like I talked about, you know, things are very compartmentalized. So what Graith Care is doing is actually breaking down the barriers between the patients and the physicians and the people that are doing patient care 
so that they can actually get to the root cause of their situation versus just treating symptoms with pharmaceuticals. And so if you go to graithcare.com, don't forget to use the code LibertyMonks and you get a 10% discount on your advocacy hours. But that's basically what you do. You buy advocacy hours. And, um, you know, I, I just know from personal experience and talking to Priscilla Romans, who owns that organization, they are trying everything they can to try to help people with whatever that is they're dealing with. So uh, check them out and, and give them an opportunity if, if you think that that's something that sounds good to you. Also want to point out that this episode is brought to you by LibertyMonks.com. Um, you can find all of our past and also current episodes on LibertyMonks.com. And we also have some apparel on there now. So you can look at their t-shirts. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, a lot of other items available. Mike and I are always rocking the hats during the podcast and sometimes the, those t-shirts and sweatshirts. But, um, you know, we have to make a stand. And we thought that wearing the Liberty Monk stuff was basically putting these globalist tyrants on notice that, you know, our, our listeners are not afraid to stand up for freedom, liberty, and what's right. So go to libertymonks.com and you can find all of our latest uh, gear and apparel there. So, all right, now with that out of the way, Mike, let's get to the main event. We have with us Sally Saxon tonight. Sally Saxon is a retired attorney seeking to wake people up by writing and speaking out on issues related to the globalist agenda. She discusses the various strategies and tactics the globalists use to deceive the masses and the spiritual nature of their war against God and his creation. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. She's also, she also addresses the spiritual response required by this spiritual war and how people can avoid being deceived. She is the lead author of the book, The COVID-19 Vaccines and Beyond, What the Medical Industrial Complex is Not Telling Us. And um, Sally, just want to give you a very, very, very warm welcome to Liberty Monks. Oh, well, thank you so much, James and Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. No, the pleasure's all ours. And, you know, um, I... I I feel very grateful to have met you and you and I had an awesome conversation. I think we talked for like half hour, 45 minutes uh, about a month ago, just in kind of anticipation of getting together and doing this interview. And you, you were telling me, you know, it's interesting, Sally, you hear a lot of people talking now and a lot of people are getting more brave to stand up, but you are brave enough to throw your name on a book and put it out in the general public, um, talking about the reality of what you've discovered with the vaccines. And I cannot tell you how much we appreciate that because the more information that gets out, I think the better that people have, the opportunity people have to discern what's actually happening. Yeah, and you know, it, it's not just uh, <clears throat> uh, the, the basic information, but it's really about uh, uh, waking people up enough and making them righteously angry enough to yeah. want to do something about it, to be part of the solution. And uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to my two collaborating authors, uh, the book. Uh, yeah. James gave you the title, COVID-19 Vaccines and Beyond, What the Medical Industrial Complex is Not Telling Us. And my two collaborating authors are two medical doctors, Dr. James Thorpe, whom many of you may know as OBGYN and maternal fetal specialist and Dr. Deborah Viglione, who's board certified in internal medicine, and she runs an integrative and regenerative medicine uh, practice and you know, helps a lot of you know, COVID injured and um, vaccine injured and long COVID patients. And uh, you know, without, without their help, uh, this book would not be what it is. It wouldn't be here. And, uh, <clears throat> and 
you know, here again, you were talking about being brave to put my name on something. Well, I, I have to tell you, I did question whether I should do that <laughs> or just write this under a pen name, a pseudonym or, or something, because the main point was just get the message out and try to you know help wake people up and see what's really going on you know i don't i don't really care about my name but uh you know i never would have uh asked any healthcare professional if they would be willing to put their name on it because mm -hmm. you know, as most of your audience probably knows you know the healthcare professionals uh doctors in particular uh or kind of under a gag order you know do not talk about Things. Do not spread misinformation about, you know, all things COVID. And of course, what constitutes misinformation is is uh, <coughs> is a subject of big controversy. But yep. you know, I I never even dreamed that any doctors would want to put their name on the book. But actually, it was their idea, you know, to oh, wow. put their name on it. Yeah, and. Uh, and I mean, they're very outspoken, both of them, uh, you know, concerning, you know, the the uh, harm and dangers of the, the COVID vaccines or COVID shots. And um, especially if any of your audience has heard Jim Thorpe on, um, he does many interviews on a variety of platforms. I mean, he is very passionate, very outspoken. Uh, and, um, you know, but they, they touched them, but you know, all of these um, doctors and healthcare providers have put their put put everything really on the line to speak out. Right. And one of the questions I asked, even right at the very beginning of the book, uh, is, well, if the vaccines are so safe and effective as claimed, uh, then why are so many doctors and scientists and other professionals and experts? Why are they so willing to risk everything? You know, their reputation, their uh, professional credentials, and their livelihood to warn people uh, of something that was misinformation. You know, if it really was yeah. misinformation, why would they be willing to risk everything? It makes no sense. And as a former attorney, when I see things like that that make no sense, then you know you got to ask, well, why? You know, and so that's the question. And because you know, obviously, they would not be taking such a strong stand, and for an extended period of time, you know, they've been consistent for the last two years. All those yep. doctors who've spoken out uh, on the subject, uh, they've been consistent all the way along, and and I think they only get bolder as time goes on. <laughs> You know, they, they haven't been shrinking back. Uh, they haven't allowed themselves to be intimidated. And and so why would they? It makes no sense that they would put themselves in a position like that. And many have either lost their license. They've lost position. Oh, yeah. They've lost credentials. They've lost opportunities, their livelihoods. And so, uh, yeah, they, they've lost their, you know, editorships of various journals and things like that. Uh, you know, they would not do that if they didn't have solid uh, data, solid evidence to support the positions they're taking and the things that they're saying. And uh, so it just, you know, I mean, that's one question right there that, you know, your audience could 
ask other people if they get into a discussion like this. Well, if, if your position is correct, then why, you know, to all these doctors, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so the book uh, actually is in four main parts. And the first part deals with, um, like, was a vaccine even necessary in the first place? And right. were these really, why these are not really vaccines anyway? You know, according to various kinds of definitions, and and so the part about why a vaccine wasn't even necessary, besides the obvious fact that you know natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity, uh, there are some other uh, points to be made. So we talk about that, you know, like the the survival rate, and even using the CDC's and Pfizer's like own data and documents. And that's the best kind of yeah. evidence. You know, lawyers love it when <laughs> yeah, the person, the other side, you know, makes their case for them. And uh, so when it's using their data and documents wherever possible, you know, showing why their claims and their data are not consistent and uh, why their own data refutes their claims. And so that's kind of in part one. And there may, and I think there's probably some information there that, your audience, even though your audience is probably pretty much awake on the, the general issues, uh, there may be several uh, pieces of the evidence and parts of the puzzle that that they don't know yet. And uh, so you can kind of make questions out of, of these to ask, you know, other people um, who are still not awake yet. And so, um, uh, and then on, in part two, uh, that deals with the safety issues and the harm that the, the uh, shots have done, like on pregnant women, uh, the military, uh, uh, those 65 and older athletes, uh, as well as children. Why have so many organizations all around the world, as well as doctors, uh, in many organizations, why have they given such strong warnings against giving these shots to children? And right. so a lot of evidence, you know, there. And uh, yeah, I mean, even Robert Malone, uh, you know, has spoken out very strongly, you know, on that issue and explained, you know, why parents should not allow their kids to get these shots. Um, and then also part two also deals with some of the very poor manufacturing processes. And so it gets into some of the, the uh, like Pfizer's own documents and, and what we learned from, from those and some of the correspondence between you know, Pfizer and the European medical agencies, uh, which is a counterpart to our FDA. You know, some correspondence that got leaked out apparently uh, before the emergency use authorization was given uh, by the European agency and how they found all kinds of major objections, you know, in the Pfizer application and um, things which ordinarily would have prevented uh, any kind of emergency use authorization. But sure enough, you know, a few weeks later, kind of rubber stamp, okay, you know, forget about these major objections that we had, you know, which showed a, a great inconsistency 
in the formulations of the of different uh, vials and batches. And uh, so there are, there are major safety issues. And then part three deals with major issues involving the effectiveness or lack of effectiveness of the shots. And uh, so there, there are two like main issues. You know, one is risk benefit analysis. And when you look at that from any standpoint, uh, the, the studies that were done that I cite in the book, uh, you know, talk about how the risk, the risks far outweigh any benefits. And in fact, some, uh, some of the doctors like Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, she says there are no benefits. And a lot of uh, more and more doctors right. say that too. You know, like if, if it doesn't prevent infection and now even the CDC and Pfizer and, uh, you know, are acknowledging that, well, yeah, okay, it doesn't prevent infection. You know, so it doesn't prevent the disease. It doesn't prevent transmission because now they admit that they didn't even test for that. Uh, and then you're left, their fallback position is, well, okay, it doesn't prevent any of those things, but at least it lessens the severity uh, of, you know, the disease if you get it. But the problem with that is that there's no evidence to support that. It, it like so many yep. other things, it's just a claim. You know, no evidence, and so you know, it, it's like uh, you know that's a major problem for them. Like, what are the benefits? And then the second issue involving effectiveness has to do with what they call negative efficacy, which is basically it does more harm than good. So I mean, bad enough that they're imposing all these shots on people like for no, if it, no benefit at all, it's just like no benefit. But when it has negative efficacy, right. then it's doing more harm than good. Then, you know, it's even worse. And well, and to your point, they haven't really shown any evidence of what good it does. Yeah. There's been plenty of, there's been plenty of, you know, things that have happened that show negative outcomes, but you hear them say a lot of things, but again, what, what evidence is there to support it? And I, I don't know what, I haven't seen any from where we sit and all the people that we've talked to. Well, right. And you know, you heard the claims like, well, it, it has saved millions of lives. Well, <laughs> where's the data? And right. because, you know, in the trials, uh, the clinical trials, they, um, they disrupted the whole trials when they had the when they got rid of the control group that was just getting the placebos right. because uh, they they said it would be unethical you know uh, for us not to offer the real vaccine to those who were in the placebo group right and it's like but how do how do you do a how do you do an experiment though a scientific experiment without a control group though. Well, that's exactly the point. You don't. You can't. Right. And so they, the control group was gone, so they couldn't really measure what they, you know, had yeah. sought to measure, you know, in the first place. So, you know, that that's a major problem. Uh, but uh, anyway, and then part four of the book, which to me I would say is maybe the most important part. Uh, uh, although let me back up a little bit. 
like the first three parts not only deal with those issues that I was talking about. It's not a bunch, it's not just a lot of data. There's a lot of other information that kind of tells a story. And and the story is how how deep the deception and corruption, you know, went and has gone and yeah. is still going on with regard to all things COVID and not just the vaccines, but uh, you know, how how deep that deception is that should lead people to conclude that wow, this is even worse than I thought. And how can we trust these people about anything? And certainly yeah. about anything related to vaccines or pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that that's another kind of part of the story as well as uh, we, we spend, you know, some time addressing the issue of, um, well, why, why haven't we heard this information before? Because uh, as we were just starting to work together on the book, uh, Dr. You know, Deb Viglione and Jim Thorpe and I, um, Deb raised the issue that one of the questions, like actually is the most frequently asked question that, uh, that was raised with her when she would speak to different um, groups of healthcare professionals was why haven't we heard this information before? So, yep. you know, we could have answered that very simply by saying, well, you know, censorship, propaganda, lies, deception, yep. corruption, you know, but I felt it was important to go into greater depth and give more examples of this so people could really get a better feel for how corrupt the whole medical industrial complex is and why, you know, the, the whole system is kind of broken in, in that sense and why we we have to do something different. And, um, right. you know, so we spend time going into that and give different examples, like, for example, how um, not just about censorship, uh, but in the gag order that the licensing agencies have put on all the doctors. Uh, but we go into things like the, I think it's called the, um, COVID Community Core, uh, which involved $13 billion. Originally, it was $10 billion, with a B, dollars that was given to various uh, organizations and individuals, celebrities and, and so forth, to work on the local level you know, or regional level to encourage people to get the shots. So they... And then, right. you know, they would call it oh, financial incentives, I guess. Uh, but, you know, basically it kind of comes down to, from our standpoint, you know, bribery. You know, you're paying people $10 million, you know, to wow. encourage people. And then there was another $3 billion that got added from some other, you know, source. So $13 billion. I mean, that could go a long way to helping people who've been uh, injured by these vaccines. Certainly. Well, they were spending that to market the vaccines and to encourage people to get them. So they had all these, this uh, nice sounding, um, these nice sounding advertisements and promotionals to make it look like, oh, it's the right thing to do and encourage people to get them. Uh, and, uh, you know, it would kind of put the stigma on those who chose not to get the shots. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So when you, you put together the whole picture and the whole story, it's like, yeah, I've had people tell me that, you know, reading the book kind of made them angry. Not at, not at us, but angry at those who, who perpetrated this massive fraud and lied to us and betrayed us. And so, but I try to take that negative of that righteous anger and encourage people to turn it into positive action because that's right. what we need, you know, today. So, so anyway, so that leads into part four of the book, which deals with the big picture that all things COVID fit into, including like what is in the shots. And so the big picture, as I know you're very familiar with James, you know, the, the globalist agenda mm-hmm. uh, and they're playing. The, yeah, so I'm the, sorry. Yeah. So the plan of the wealthy elites. Oh yeah. For all of humanity. And you know, how does COVID fit into that? And to me, I think this is most important because if people don't understand that there is a, an agenda out there uh, that the whole world is subject to, whether they like it or not, because these wealthy elites, the globalists, some people call them the cabal, other people call mm-hmm. them, you know, they, they've managed over many decades to gain control of virtually every major segment of society. And that's why, you know, all the major problems we have in our country and actually around the world are because of their agenda. And uh, <clears throat> and so in this part of the book, um, you know, I not only make people aware of the agenda, but I also want to emphasize that it's, it's not important. It's not uh, only just knowing the agenda that's important. Uh, and knowing that there is an agenda, but also understanding uh, many of the different strategies and tactics, ways and methods that these people use to deceive people. Because to the extent that people are not aware of the fact that there is a, uh, a globalist agenda and and what that agenda is, uh, you know, much less how they do it, to the extent people are not aware, they are much more easily deceived yep. because these people, the globalists, are masters of deception. And that's how they got people to go along with all the masks and the mask mandates, the social distancing, uh, the lockdowns, the, uh, the vaccines, the vaccine passport stuff, you know, um, and you know why mo- why so many people complied you know to their own detriment and um so you know so it's very important for everybody to understand this because it explains all the why questions from the earlier parts of the book well right you know why would the cdc just totally ignore all this data that's been uh you know, reported to their own vaccine adverse event reporting system, you know, that's been blaring safety signals from the very beginning, you know, for almost two and a half years now. Why would the CDC ignore that? I mean, all this time, 
and and just claim that oh you know there haven't been deaths or this you know this issue myocarditis it's mild and rare and you know how can they say that in light of their own data and so this is where you get into the motivation and that's where the the globalist agenda comes into play and we talk about how uh we're really in a spiritual war you know it's not it's a war it's not a war against a virus it at the root is a spiritual war and it comes down to a war of between good and evil like a war against god and on the one hand you've got the globalists who are seeking to play god essentially because when you read some of the the things in this part of the book uh you'll see how they're really seeking to change what it means to be human. And yep. yeah, very much against, you know, God's original creation and God's plan for humanity. And so you've got this one group of people trying to play God, even though they're created beings and they're trying to overcome the creator. You know, the real God, the creator of the universe. And, and so, if it's a spiritual war, how do you respond spiritually? You know, I mean, it requires a spiritual response. And, you know, we don't really go into that beyond that in the book because okay. then it, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always willing to talk about it. And I, I've talked about it in other interviews, but, uh, but it, that's not part of the book uh, so much other than saying, you know, to people that, you know, in light of what has happened, you know, during the last few years uh, and where we're at right now at this point in history, um, in this war, uh, there's no fence to sit on. You know, people need to decide, uh, you know, are you going to be on the side of those who want to play God? Or do you want to be on the side of the creator God? And there's no in between. It's one, it has to be one or the other. And, um, and so, you know, this is a, one of the most serious issues that people need to be asking themselves and considering right now. And what does it mean if you are aligning with those who want to play God and want to change what it means to be human versus what does it take to connect with God and have a personal relationship with him? And what are all the benefits and the blessings you know, of that. And what are the consequences of mm -hmm. aligning yourself with those who want to play God? So these are some very serious issues, you know, that we're all facing. And, um, you know, I, I deal with some of those other issues, the spiritual issues. Well, how do you respond spiritually then, you know, in a war like this? I mean, obviously, um, you can't use the kinds of weapons that they're using. Uh, on the other side. So how do you overcome that? So those are issues that are for another day. Um, sure. but, but that's kind of where the book, you know, leads people, you know, to think and to consider. So, um, you know, so one thing that um, you know, we, we have at the very end of the book is a call to action for healthcare professionals uh, specifically, although some of the things relate to non-healthcare professionals as well, but what can they do to um, 
you know, to make a difference now and to push back, you know, on this agenda as it relates to healthcare. And, and then there are other things that, you know, non-healthcare professionals can do, things everybody can do um, besides uh, just not complying anymore with, you know, any other mandates and things like that, that are, are really not in alignment with, with God's way of doing things. Um, and so, uh, you know, and being formed, you know, like with shows like yours, you know, and all the interviews you do that are providing, you know, a lot of valuable information and updates, you know, for people as to what's really going on in these various areas, you know, so you, you guys are providing an invaluable, you know, service to people and along with, you know, so many other platforms in the independent media space. And so what you guys are doing are, is really super important, you know, for that, for that reason, because like I said earlier, to the extent people are not informed about what's really going on, uh, yep. to extent they're more easily deceived yeah 100% and you know uh, you, you mentioned something you know a second ago about the weapons that they use and you know there's you know, that's what a lot of people uh, we talk to they, they talk about COVID being a biological weapon a, an intentional one again I, yeah. I don't think these people are lying about it you know are they 100% correct well I don't know people could be wrong about certain things but I don't think I don't think they're lying about this I don't know for sure but we've talked to people that are bringing a significant amount of research and evidence to the table, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you made a good point. Why aren't more people questioning things? And the answer, I, I, I don't know what the answer is technically, but I have to imagine that there's some type of, uh, Dr. Tao Braun said it best in one of our interviews. He just said, it's almost like people have been tranquilized Be and, and they've become so accustomed to just believing what they hear from, from trusted quote unquote voices that this is hard for them to process. But Sally, to your point, all the information's there. Like we've never had a time in history, I think, that information is more readily available. The problem is, I think people are struggling with is what do I believe? And oh. and and I and I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I know that it comes from a foundation of I think in order to really discern what it is you're seeing, you have to take a step back and question everything, right? Yes. Because if you don't you're going to, there, there's, it's almost like this is such a well-orchestrated designed system that if you don't take a step back and realize that the system was meant to deceive you, then it's hard really to get your arms around the nature of what we're actually seeing. And so when you mention, you know, the spiritual part of this, I truly believe that it is too. And I know Mike and I have talked at length of, to many guests about this and also amongst ourselves and everything like that. Um, these people are very outspoken about who they worship and about what their agenda is. It's all right there for people, you know, yeah. event 201, agenda 2021, agenda 2030. You can go down the list of things that they've publicized. You can go right on their websites. And again, you may have to read between the lines a little bit because they're very good at using language. Yeah. But these are silent. These are silent weapons. We're being, right. we're being, we have silent weapons being used against us that many people just can't see because it's not a bomb blowing up on their face. Right. And, and another part of that, James is uh, not only are the weapons they're using, like not visible, you know, mm -hmm. to our eyes, uh, but the spiritual weapons that God has given us to overcome, 
you yeah. know, whatever the evil one, you know, wants to throw at us, you know, our weapons are also ones that are invisible, like prayer, for example. <laughs> yep. You know, prayer can be extremely powerful. Uh, you know, we can say prayers where we're at and impact things going on halfway around the world. Certainly. Uh, praise and worship, you know, the word of God, you know, the scriptures, uh, very, very powerful. Uh, and yet we can't, we can't see them Well, we can see the Bible, you know, that, but, but, you know, we can't actually see prayer. We can't see our words, but, <clears throat> but words can be very powerful. I mean, God created the whole world by speaking, by right. speaking it out, you know, with his words. And so, uh, you know, that's something else that, it's is very important for people to to learn in order to effectively uh, deal with you know what's coming next. And one thing I want to be sure leave people with is <clears throat> even if to the extent that you know man's best efforts to provide different kinds of solutions to the like the physical problems and others that have been caused by the vaccines and, and COVID, even to the extent man's best efforts are not good enough, nothing's impossible for God. So right. do not fear, do not give up hope. You know, I want to provide hope and encouragement, you know, to those people and and also to say that no matter what um, decision somebody made about getting the shots or not, for whatever reason you made your decision one way or another, there's no judgment or condemnation. Uh, judgment and condemnation, hate-filled words should not be part of any conversation as far as I'm concerned, right. you know, because that's only harmful and detrimental. You know, we're seeking to, to bring back unity and also to give people hope and encouragement. So it's like whatever decision you had made and whatever condition you're in now, Okay, we can't undo the decision, but uh, let's let's focus on getting people healed and whole, and um, and helping them deal with you know what may be coming ahead, uh, because the, until the globalists are are finally defeated, they're going to keep trying, and mm -hmm. uh, but we we want to give people hope that you don't need to be fearful about anything, no matter what happens, like. Uh, myself and my friends, you know, we all lived through the last few years with no fear or, or well, yep. you know, or trauma. We didn't allow those emotional things to overcome us because we had that personal relationship with God. And, you know, he, he's able to do anything. He's a miracle working God. <laughs> and, and so we want to give people that hope and encouragement um, because, Nobody wants to go through another few years uh, like the the last three that we just went through. Well, and, and, you know, it's interesting. You said, you know, you could always turn to scripture. You could always turn to God. And it was, I was talking to a good friend of mine today on the phone. And one of the things we were talking about that very specific thing. And one of the things he mentioned was, you know, I just, you know, the Bible is just so outdated and it's so not relatable. And I'm, and I, and I didn't say anything to him, but I'm thinking to myself, did you ever sit and ponder and wonder that perhaps that's what they want you to believe? That it, that it, because to me, I read it and I don't see it that way at all. I, I think it's as relevant today as it's ever been. It's probably even more so 
considering what we're all going through and the nature of what this really is and how evil the people are, if you can even call them people that are that are actually doing this to everybody. And you have to be pure evil to go along with this. You have to be because there's no good thing that came out of this, except for, I think, the fact that people are, I think, finally waking up to the reality that we haven't been told the truth from many from very many people that are in important positions in this world. You know, it's been self-serving. It's been self-fulfilling and also fulfilling potentially to something far more evil and sinister than we could possibly imagine. And I don't know whatever you want to call it, Lucifer, Satan. These people wouldn't worship, you know, these entities if they weren't real. Why would, I mean, it's, so I think, I think they've done a good job of, of just creating this almost like mysticism around it. Like that it's, oh, it's just theology. It's just, yeah, it's just made up stories to make you think about doing what's right versus wrong. But it's so much more than that when you actually take a step back, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, many years ago, uh, when I, when God first really got my attention in a big way, I had just graduated from law school. And, you know, I'm very analytical and all, and, you know, lawyers are Mm -hmm. like that. And yet I was feeling something like a void, you know, somewhere. Something was missing from my life, but I didn't know what it was. But I just sensed that it was something spiritual. Well, to make a long story short, that led me on a, to do a lot of research, you know, to find out, well, what's the truth about God, heaven and hell, and the Bible, and Jesus, mm-hmm. all these things, to the extent it can be known in this lifetime? Like, why should I believe the Bible is what it claims to be? Because if it's not what it claims to be, then it doesn't really matter how we respond right. to it or what we do with it. But if it is what it claims to be, then it's pretty important for everyone to know, well, like, okay, what do I need to know about what's what's coming and, and how I should live my life? Uh, but anyway, uh, I happened to stumble across a book or somebody introduced me to a book. You may be familiar with that, Josh McDowell's book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Well, okay. Okay, that and now he's got a new evidence that demands a verdict, a revised, updated version. But... Um, and that was exactly the book that I needed as a lawyer because I'm looking for evidence. You know, show me why I should believe this book is is what it claims to be. And right. I I don't know how many hours, hundreds of hours research I did, and but I came away believing that you know this is true. It has to be true. And looking at it from all kinds of disciplines and fields, whether it's archaeological. Uh, historical, even in the eyes of the secular historians of the time, and what they were able to, what they were writing about and confirming, and I mean, all so many dif- different disciplines and evidence that 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 really proves the Bible is what it is. And actually, Josh McDowell started out seeking to disprove the Bible. He took it on as a challenge you know, to try and disprove the Bible. And he literally went around the world, you know, looking for the evidence to to prove that uh, it was not what it claimed to be. And he ended up being a believer. Um, so so my encouragement is, you know, like, any, like I encourage people to take on any controversial subject, yep. keep an open mind and uh, look at both sides of the story. 
because just just like if you were a defendant in a trial, how would you want your jury to examine the evidence in your case? Yep. Right. So do you want them to hear only one side, or do you want them to hear your side too, and uh, and not just the accusers, you know, side? Certainly. Yeah. Well, and I, and I and I know we're I know we're running up against our time here a little bit, but I want to make sure I point out to people, you know, uh, the book, folks, Sally's book. I know there's a lot of people that have taken the the vaccines, and again, I think Sally, make you think you made a really good point. This is not a judgment, and I know there's a lot of people that are probably very angry about being deceived. But the more you know about what's actually going on, the more you know about what this is all about the better off you are going to be in figuring out what next steps you might need to take, whether that's a call to action, whether that's your own health, whatever it is, you know, you, there's obviously, you know, effectiveness issues with this. There's obviously um, safety issues with this because we've seen it all play out. We've seen the reports, we've seen the numbers, we've seen testimonials from people. We've seen doctors come on and talk about in tears, talk about patients that have been injured or passed away that they believe is tied to this. Um, do you have massive corruption going on? Yeah. Sally, massive corruption in this world that is being paraded as virtuous and, and then, and then people go along with it and, and then you have the big picture. So it sounds like what you've put together here is not only going to help people understand, hey, if I've taken the shot, if I haven't, you know, this is something that can educate people on the true nature of not only what it what it is being doing, what's doing to people, but um, also what the ingredients are, what's in it, so they understand what you're dealing with if you have. And then maybe what you could do to there's even people that we have come on that have talked about how you can detox yourself you know, fr from this. I mean, there's differing perspectives on that, but there's people that have come on and said, hey, you can detox from the spike proteins and all that. And then, you know, obviously a call to action, which is extremely important. You know, what can you as a person do? Because I think a lot of people are reaching for that and figuring out, I just think, you know, a lot of people are having a hard time with what difference could I make just as somebody who's out there just hearing this. Right. So I guess what, from that perspective, I mean, what do you think, the biggest takeaway people would get from reading your book and from just getting the information from it, what do you think the biggest takeaways are going to be for people? I think by being uh, informed as informed as possible about how much we've been deceived and betrayed and the ways in which, you know, they've deceived us, uh, you know, their various strategies and tactics, but allowing yeah. that, to um, spur you on to take action without becoming fearful. And uh, I also want to, you know, because again, you know, God is what we need right now. We are not going to be able to, I think, get through, you know, the, the rest of our lives without, without that mm -hmm. personal relationship with him. But it, and it's, and it's an awesome thing, not something just kind of optional or dull or boring. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than a vibrant personal relationship with God. But here, but here's the other thing I wanted to offer, you know, people is, you know, there's some very hard truths in the book, some very hard 
facts to read about, especially if you've received the vaccine or maybe you've administered the vaccine. But, uh, you know, stay, stay connected, you know, with me. On my, my own website, sallysaxon.com, sallysaxon.com, uh, I'm going to be posting some information about ways, other ways to help you, like having a prayer ministry, you know, helping you deal with some of the, even the, some of the emotional issues, as well as, you know, physical healing, praying for healing. We're going to have a, a one-day program uh, focused on awakening and healing experience <clears throat> for both the vaxxed and unvaxxed and some things like that, because I really, we really want to help you kind of overcome and, and fully recover from the physical, emotional, you know, and other aspects uh, and other ways in which you've, you've been injured and you've, you know, you've been suffering. So that, that's where we're coming from. So there, there are ways we want to continue to help you, but the book is kind of a starting point for being informed. And, uh, so that, you know, you won't be deceived in the future, but also, um, you know, we're encouraging people like this. We're on a mission. We want to try and wake up as many people as possible. And the doctors who've endorsed our book and others like Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Mm -hmm. Richard Urso, Dr. Richard Bartlett and others, you know, like we've got a valuable resource here uh, that can help wake people up, but we need help. So we're asking, you know, people can you get a copy and give to somebody else who needs, right. you know, to be awakened and that'll really help, you know, spread the word. Yeah. And you mentioned Peter McCullough. Dr. McCullough's been on our program. Um, and you mentioned in the beginning of this show, just, you know, why are people speaking out if none of this is true and all this is just nonsense and everything is true that we're hearing from the establishment? Why in the world would somebody like Peter McCullough, who is one of the most published, if not the most published doctor on earth with in regard to his knowledge base, why would he risk all of that? Yeah. Why? Why would he ever do that? Why would Simone Gold ever do that? Why would, you know, you could go on the list. Why would Sherry Tempenny do that? Why would Dr. Lee Merritt do that? Why would these scientists do that? Why would, we've talked to military generals that are retired already. These people are in their 80s and 70s. Why would they be, why would they be doing this? And I asked Dr. Uh, General McInerney this question, you know, General, is there anything better you could be doing? He goes, no. And he's and he's got lots of reasons. Believe me, we've gotten to know him pretty well. We've he's got lots of reasons that are that would deter him from spending time on this if it wasn't a big deal. Why in the world would he in his eighties yeah. be putting so much time and effort into this? Yeah. Why would General Flynn do it? You know, and uh, there's no logical answer to that. This isn't just ego people. You know, just patting their own ego. This is going against the uh, the the giant corporations and big establishment. There's no reason why these people would do this. You, you have reports from autopsies. You have reports from the funeral industry. You have reports right. from life insurance companies. Right. This data is not made up. Right. But yet, Sally, there's so many people that just turn the other cheek. And I think potentially just out of fear, you know, that they're afraid to see it. They don't want to. It's almost like the movie The Matrix. You know, who's going to take the blue pill? Who's going to take the red pill? And I think that's legitimately a metaphor that speaks volumes right now. Yeah. There's people that just simply just are terrified to take that red pill because they don't know. They don't want to be out of the system. They don't they don't want to know what's going on. Yeah. Because it's too scary or too much for them. But it's not there's never been a more important time. And I know you probably would agree with this for people to 
be brave and and to look into the stuff so they understand. And that that might be the difference of helping your neighbor, or helping your mother, or father, or your son or daughter, or your or your spouse or whoever. Your your it could be the difference, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, in the book, we talk about how truth sets people free. Mm-hmm. You know, truth may be hard to hear uh, and and hard to believe. Like the truth about the globalist agenda. When I first heard about it many years ago, I did not want to believe this was true. Yeah. Because it was like too much to get my head around. And I, I didn't like the implications of it. I did not want to believe it. I so much wanted to believe it was not true. So I was in yeah. denial for a little bit. But then I realized as I looked at the evidence, like, this is true. And then, yeah. and that's why, you know, God is so important because. You know, he is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's his truth that sets us free, that enables us to overcome the, you know, the, the difficulties of having to accept that all these betrayals and lies and deception are going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, I, uh, what, you're, what you're talking about speaks volumes, and I could not agree with you more. And um I'm, I'm I'm hoping that that people take what you're saying very seriously and they buy your book because I think you could not be you cannot be informed enough right now about all of this and that happens to be one of the most important topics not only the agenda but just how this how COVID and the vaccine fits into it is extremely important and yeah. folks I've 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 read through Sally's book it's incredible I'm telling you right now it is worth you going on Amazon or going on her website and getting because it is going to tell you in very, very good detail exactly what it is we are seeing. And it's again, to your point, Sally, some of this might be tough for people to hear, but that's pretty much, I think the status quo right now. I think that's the part that have to, you have to get over. It's going to be tough to hear. Yeah, but you yeah. need to hear it because if you don't, you're not prepared. You're not going to be prepared for the things that may, that we may be seeing here moving forward. And then none of us have a crystal ball. But I can tell you, the globalists aren't stopping. Yeah, they're not, they're not stopping. This is this is they've come too far, too much, and exposed too much to stop. So we are all in this together. Um, Sally, before uh, so I, folks, I want to point out too that Sally's website is sallysaxon.com. S a l l y s a x o n.com. Um, you could find her book, The COVID nineteen Vaccines and Beyond, on on Amazon. Uh, there's a QR code right on the screen. I know Dr. McCullough, I think he wrote the back cover, correct? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, folks, um, give it a read. And and I think it's going to help you be more prepared to help others, which is yeah. what we all need to be, I think, doing right now is we were put on this earth to help other people. Right. We weren't put on this earth for self-fulfillment. We were put on this earth to help other people. And that is indeed, I think, what we need to be displaying. And Sally, I think you display that very well. Is there anything that you want to leave us with before we uh, let you go this evening? Yeah. In addition to what I've already uh, said, uh, I want to leave people with this, is that the same people who have lied to us all about all things COVID have also lied to us all about all things God. So if you're in that camp that is having trouble relating to God or the Bible or thinking, oh, this is what a dull life or mm-hmm. that, that book's outdated, as you were saying before, it's like, yep. no, <laughs> that that's not the case at all. Um, 
And so just remembering that the same people who lied to you about all things COVID were lying about all things God. And because they, they, their agenda is very anti-God against the mm -hmm. creator. They're trying to play God and change what it means to be human. And I don't think you want to go down that road. Uh, and so, you know, God is our answer uh, and that his truth will set you free. Beautiful, beautiful words. And we appreciate that very much. Um, well, uh, Sally, can't thank you enough for being on and, and letting us know about your book and also just giving us so much of your knowledge around the research that you've done. You could absolutely tell that you have done countless hours of research and that takes a lot of effort and a lot of self-discipline. Um, coming from a research bug myself and Mike is too, I, I cannot thank you enough for, for giving us the opportunity to talk about your book, talk about things you've, you've been able to, uh, to discover. And I'm hoping other people look into you and look into what work that work that you're doing, because I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think I can stress enough how important it is. So folks, again, um, sallysaxon.com, uh, don't forget to go look on Amazon or her website and, and, and read the book and share it with others. And, and, and please uh, don't forget to, to keep God in your thoughts and keep prayer at the top of mind because to Sally's point, that is absolutely what we need right now. Um, Sally, sit tight and we'll wrap up with you as soon as we go off air, if you don't mind. And then um, just God bless you. God bless you and everything that you're doing right now and the, and the brave doctors that help you co-author the book. And um, God bless every one of you out there that are listening. We appreciate you more than you could possibly know. And as always, God bless all of humanity and God bless this great nation. We are going to overcome all of this and it's going to take a unified effort, but we will absolutely win this because God wins in the end. Yeah, until safe. next time, <laughs> until next time, be safe and well and have a great evening, everybody. Sally, God bless you. Thank you so much.